This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Good afternoon. This is Tom Brokaw, NBC News in New York. We are just moments away from the Alpha Male State of the Union Address. It will be delivered by the General Cigar Dave. Now, speculation is extremely high that the general will go after the enemies of the alphas and the enemies of pleasure extremely hard. He'll also hit on the hot dames extremely hard as well. Hey, where did my music go? It gives me a boner. Now, there. Thank you. Now, the general is about to be introduced. We now send you to Command Center Alpha. This is Tom Brokaw, and I'll see you back here later tonight. Order. The chamber will come to order. Alpha males and dames, it is my high honor and distinct privilege to present to you America's Alpha Male in Chief, the General Cigar Dave. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you for the warm welcome. Thank you. Please be seated. Thank you. Please take your seats. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Please, let's get this show started. Take your seats. Thank you. My fellow alpha males, games who have accompanied their alpha male, Honored and distinguished guests, lieutenants and officers in the Alpha Male Army. Earlier this week, the President delivered his annual State of the Union Address. And listening to his address, you would think everything is rosy and hunky-dory in the United States. Listening to him, you would think that we are more respected around the world than ever. You would think that our economy is so booming, there's not one person seeking a job, and we know that's not true. He had visions, I should say delusional visions of grandeur. Well, I pledge to you today, for my State of the Alpha Male Union Address, I will be nothing except honest and candid. Because if we want to live in fantasy land or on fantasy island, and not look at the reality, we are doomed as the alpha male species. As I stand before you today, I must report that the state of the alpha male union is precarious and tenuous. I must report that the state of the alpha male union 
is under immense and incredible attack. I must report that it is more difficult than ever to be an alpha male in a wussified beta society. Yet, yet, with all the challenges, we as alpha males are resolute and will rise to the challenge to ensure that our alpha male way of life will not be taken away, nor challenged, nor yanked from our hands in any way, shape, or form. As we look around and see what has happened in our country, the rise of the wussified beta over the last 40, 45 years, directly as a result of the feminist movement. Now, these are feminists, and you know this. By the way, Lieutenant, says, as, I, as I continue to give you my address, I should say, please, I'm looking around here in the, in the hall, and people are, are, are holding their cigars. They're looking at their spirits. Please, fire up your cigar. Pour yourself a cocktail. I see some people that have brought some, some jerky products with them, some quality dead meat animal protein. Please, enjoy. Partake as I deliver my State of the Alpha Male Union. It does not distract me in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I find it comforting to see so many alpha males enjoying themselves with the alpha male lifestyle pursuits we so enjoy. So enjoy, fire up, sip, eat up. We are under attack in so many areas here in this country, and, and I mentioned the feminists. As we look at the rise of the feminist movement over the last 45 years, it has led to an increase in the number of boys that have been raised to be wussified betas. <laughs> Masculinity has been a four-letter word. It has been a derogatory term. Heaven forbid you are masculine. You are strong. You exhibit huge amounts of testosterone flowing through your bloodstream. We're proud to be alpha males. We are not going to succumb to the pressure from the feminists who would love to have every single boy being born to be gender neutrified. And that's the latest term that we are seeing, gender neutrality. When we were growing up, we played with G.I. Joes. Women or girls played with Barbies. No, today, what do the enemies of alphas want? What do the feminists want? They want gender neutrality. New term. We're starting to hear it across this country, especially over the past year. Gender neutrality. Clothes now are not for boys or girls. They're gender neutral. Toys are not for boys or girls. They're gender neutral. The latest thing that I just heard before I began my State of the Alpha Male Union is that the Air Force is considering dropping the word man from the term airman ever since the Wright brothers discovered flight. Someone who is a pilot is known as an airman. I'm a proud airman. But now, the Air Force succumbing to the pressure of the feminist and gender-neutral movement, considering taking away man from airmen. That is unacceptable. Gender neutrality. What are we all f***ing amoebas? We're either male or female.
And don't give me this horse about being trans male, trans female, sapio female, sapio male, all these derived and phony terms that we've heard over the last year from all these wackadoodles all over this country. Gender neutrality must be destroyed. We have further encroachment upon our alpha male lifestyle. Around college campuses, we're hearing two terms. One, microaggression. Started a few years ago, people being microaggressed. People are offended and they're microaggressed. We saw at Clemson University in the dining halls. They always have different themed nights, Mexican night, Chinese night, Italian night. Well, somebody took offense to Mexican night. One person. So therefore, the entire university, because that one person felt microaggressed, had to stop the ethnic food nights. Have you ever heard such nonsense? This country is raising absolute wussified pussies. It is truly pathetic. Everywhere you see on college campuses now, we're seeing the term microaggression. Report if you've been microaggressed. And now the latest thing around college campuses is that men, the male species, are all assumed to be sexists and rapists. You would think by reading all the literature that we're seeing, all the, the phony publicity, all the the phony stories coming out of college campuses that we have an epidemic of sexual attacks on campus. Nothing could be further from the truth. It is an infantile percentage. Do we condone that? Absolutely not. But to single out every male as either a sexist or as a rapist is unacceptable. And it is not true. And we must stand up and say no to all those people that would like to categorize and portray men as being evil. It is untrue, and it must be stopped immediately. Alpha males love their meat. Alpha males love their grills. We love our smokers. We love our cookers. We love our fryers. And heaven help those who would like to take away our ability to put quality dead animal meat on a grill or in a smoker and cook it up and consume it, devour it, and enjoy it. There is a movement. There is a movement now to indoctrinate our youth and boys from a very young age to become vegans. That is unacceptable. If someone chooses to be vegan on their own, fine. I respect that. However, when I see in the People's Republic of California an elementary school which now has gone all vegan, which proudly states that everything that the students eat is grown in a garden on the school premises, and that parents and students may not allow their children to bring any sort of non-vegan lunch or food product into school, that 
is not only unacceptable, it's ludicrous. If a student wants to bring a tuna fish sandwich or a turkey sandwich or a beef jerky in for a snack or for lunch, it is against the school's policy in the People's Republic of California at this one elementary school. And the administrators are proud, saying that we are teaching these students in pre-K and kindergarten and the early elementary grades that you don't need to eat animal protein, that vegetable-based protein is more than satisfying and nutritious. They are indoctrinating our youth. It is Obama youth, it is Michelle Obama youth, and it is unacceptable for those of us that are alpha Americans. We all enjoy cigars. Cigars have been around for 500 years, a critical part of our alpha male lifestyle. I have always stated, we as alpha males, we work hard. We are successful in our chosen professions. When we want to relax, nothing gives us more pleasure than firing up a cigar that has remained unchanged for over 500 years. It's not a high-technology item. It's not like our cell phones or our smartphones or our notebooks or any of the other our smartwatches. It is a low-tech form of relaxational pleasure. It is a wonderful bonding and, and, and provides tremendous fellowship and camaraderie. And all of you, as I look out, you're all nodding and saying, yes, you're right, General, that is exactly right. That's why we love our cigars. Yet, we are under attack. Those of us that enjoy cigars, alpha males under attack by the FDA. We're under attack by local and state governments. We know that the FDA would like to make it more difficult to enjoy your cigars. They want us to, they want to enact a user fee, a user fee. That's government bureaucratic speak for taxes. They want to limit the ability to, for manufacturers to hand out samples at different events. They want to have a rigorous process to get cigar blends approved. More bureaucracy when it is unnecessary. And at the same time, we're seeing local municipalities and states with a drive to increase the legal age for smoking a cigar from 18 to 21. In Hawaii, they passed legislation where not only is it illegal to buy a cigar until 21, it's also illegal to smoke a cigar until you're 21. How ridiculous is that? And now they're going to educate tourists who come in, who may be 19, 20, adults by every stretch of the imagination, saying, you cannot smoke your cigar while here. And the fine is, I think, $10 or $30. Big deal. Take your fine and shove it up your Hawaiian ass. And then while you're at it, give me a couple of hula girls for me to add to the harem. I find it amazing that the same people who are jumping up and down saying we must raise the legal age to purchase and consume cigars from 18 to 21 are the very same people who passionately, passionately pleaded 
some 40 plus years ago that the United States should lower the legal voting age from 21 to 18. And their rationale? That at 18, you're an adult and can make up your own decisions. You are mature enough to be considered adult and make mature adult decisions. Yet, these same people are the ones that say, well, you're mature enough to vote at 18. You're mature enough to serve in the armed forces and give life and limb at 18. But oh, one second, you are not smart enough to make up your own decision to enjoy a cigar at 18. That is a load that must be stopped, that must be overturned, and the way we do it is becoming vociferous, and the way we do it is to make sure that we get in front of every possible government agency and jump up and down as loud as we can and say, we as alpha males are here to say, no, no, we are going to make our voices heard today more than ever. The United States today is at a precarious moment. Under the last seven years, this country has lost its testosterone. We've lost our alphaness. And the latest example, just look what happened in Iran. Can you imagine our, our, our sailors, our, our, our members of the, of the Navy, taken by the Iranians? Who the hell do the Iranians think they are? We're the United States of America. Can you imagine General George Patton allowing that to happen? where our troops couldn't fire back and couldn't defend themselves. General Patton didn't believe in defending anything. He believed that we will move forward, we will stay on the offensive, we will advance. He heard nothing that we will maintain our position. To General Patton and to me, maintaining our position is retreating. We must get on the offensive. We must get on the offensive to the enemies of pleasure. We must go on the offensive against the feminists. We must go on the offensive against gender neutrality, against microaggression, this fantasy that's been created on college campuses. We must move with full offensive force and speed against the FDA and the states and municipalities that would like to take away our right to enjoy a cigar at the age of 18, the legal adult age, the same age that you can vote and serve in the military. We must become more alpha. We must take our testosterone collectively and use it, harness it, to put down the enemies of pleasure and the feminists. The state of the alpha male union depends on it. We are at a critical stage. But forever that I am the optimist, I believe that all of you will rise up that we together will have one powerful voice and say enough to the political correctness, enough on the attacks against alpha males, enough of raising boys to be wussified betas who walk around every day with their head between their tail. As America's alpha male in chief, I pledge to all of you to be resolute to lead you in this fight. We must say no to the ugly feminists. In fact, we should do the feminists a favor. Give them a brand new shaving set with a nice razor and a nice bottle or can of shaving cream 
so that the feminist leaders can shave their mustache and goatees from their hairy, ugly, feminist faces. That's how we will attack the enemies of pleasure and the feminists. And because we are good-hearted alpha males, we're looking out for the feminists by trying to help them become a little bit more feminine. America does not need more Debbie Wasserman Schultzes. We do not need more glorious Steinmetz. We need more hot days. And I need more hot days in my harem because you can never have enough. And this alpha male will never apologize, and neither should you, for being an alpha male. You should never apologize for enjoying the alpha male lifestyle. You should never apologize for enjoying a cigar. You should never apologize for enjoying a beautiful whiskey or single malt. You should never apologize for being a proud owner of a nice big grill or smoker and cooking great massive quantities of tasty meat upon it. Don't apologize for that. And we should never apologize for being strong, successful alpha males who enjoy the company of hot days. I will never be a beta male. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. Long live the alpha male. We must be resolute. We alpha males will win the fight. So I can report to you next year and in subsequent years that the state of the alpha male union is stronger than ever. Thank you so much. Thank you. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Inejo today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. My security detail has whisked me back to Humidor 1A Command Center Alpha and Lieutenants. When we return, we will conduct the National Litation and Libation Ceremony coming off the State of the Alpha Male Union Address, front and center. Great show plan for you. Stay right there. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Tradition. 
traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, for today's Litation Celebration, I am picking a cigar that has been extremely popular. It has been extremely difficult to obtain for a while because it was in a back-ordered situation because of the popularity And it is the January 2016 Officers Club selection. I'm speaking of Perla del Mar, which translates from Spanish to English, Pearl of the Sea. And the slogan for Perla del Mar is discover life's treasures, live it up. And when you enjoy the Perla del Mar, it is indeed one of life's great pleasures that is very reasonably priced. It is a delightful, mild to medium bodied cigar, very creamy. Very pleasant, very tame, but with a lot of flavor. It uses an Ecuador, Connecticut wrapper, beautiful silky and nice Colorado-colored wrapper. And it uses Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos from four different regions. And the unique combination gives a nice, nice flavor to it. It's very satisfying. It's smooth. It's very creamy. It is just a pleasant cigar, and it comes in a number of different sizes. My favorite, of course, is the Toro, which is six and a quarter by 54, but it comes in a Robusto. It comes in a very small Gordo, which is a, I call a walk-the-dog cigar, but originally their Gordo size, which is 3.75 inches by 56, so it's one-inch ring gauge in diameter. Originally, that was given away at various retailer store promotions. You can only get it in retailer store. Very small. It was so popular that Bobby and Eric Newman, in conjunction with Chandelier, their VP of marketing, said, this is such a requested size. Why don't we offer this to all of our consumers? So they did. And it also comes in a Gordo, 6 by 60, a nice magnum size. Great cigar in the $6 category, depending on where you go. But a very, very delightful cigar. It is our Officers Club selection For January 2016, you get a very nice, smooth-tasting cigar, very creamy. Discover life's treasures, live it up with a Perla Del Mar. And I should also say, I love the color of the box. I love the color of the band. It's got a deep blue with gold. 
little Cubanesque packaging. Blue is my favorite color, followed by orange, and then I like gold. Gold is for the money. Correction. Green is for the money, and gold is for the honey. That, of course, quote comes to us from the greatest pimp of them all, Bishop Don, Magic Wand. Go see American Pimp if you've never seen it. I think it's on Netflix or Amazon. Green is for the money. Gold is for the honey. Bishop Don, Magic Wand. I don't know why that came to mind. Probably between the gold and the blue. A little bit of green as well. A little turquoise. But the Pearl of Del Mar, that's what I will enjoy today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. I have myself sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. And before we continue, I should say, if you want to know what my pimp name is, it is Reverend Cigar Silky Delicious. Reverend Cigar Silky Delicious. I know because there was actually a pimp convention in Detroit when we were doing a live show about 17 years ago. And a number of the pimps attended a live broadcast we had. I'll never forget this. At uh, Shula's at the Marriott in Troy, Michigan. It came with our fur coats and the, I, honest to God, with the, the hats with the feathers. And they came up to me and said, General, we're making you an honorary pimp. Your new name is Reverend Cigar Silky Delicious. In addition to America's alpha male and the general, I am now known as Reverend Cigar Silky Delicious. What an honor. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. All right, I have the litation device worthy of being America's alpha pimp. Reverend Cigar, Silky Delicious. I've got this uh, huge blowtorch. This thing looks like a 357 Magnum. I know the enemies of free speech and the taxocrats will be jumping up and down. How can you say 357 Magnum on the air? Well, I just did. It looks like that. Got a huge tank. Big grip in the hand. Feels very solid. This is from the Cigar Dave Research Laboratories, the R&D Development Center here at uh, Command Center Alpha. It's got one giant flame, but I swear it looks like a blowtorch. You could actually weld steel girders for a skyscraper using this litation device. That's what I would use today on my Perla Del Mar. Cigar Cigar pre-litation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Here comes the cut. Perfect. Let me give it one other shot. I want to take just a little bit more here. Now I got it. That's the beautiful thing with a guillotine. You can adjust as much of the, expose as much of the filler leaves as you would like, just depending on how far down on the cap you would like to cut. I normally like to cut just above what we call the shoulder, where the head of the cigar starts to round and taper in towards the very, very top. So, I've got my cigar cut. I will now toast the foot of this beauty with this beautiful Cigar Dave refill. I'm going to call it the 357. I can't call it the Magnum, but I'm going to call it the 357 lock and load from our research and development laboratories. Beautiful Beautiful flame on this, gently toasting the foot of my Perla Del Mar Robusto. Now, I should tell you that the Perla Del Mar, as I puff and rotate, mm, a Perla Del Mar, great cigar, launched about, nice even amber glow across the foot of the cigar. We're good to go. About three years ago or so, the Perla Del Mar was launched. Initially, J.C. Newman came out with a cigar from 
Nicaragua, but they did a very, very soft launch. It was called El Batan. El Batan. Nice cigar, rich, full-flavored. They did a very soft launch. Didn't really give it a lot of publicity. They just wanted to see how it would go. It went very well. And then when they launched Brick House through the roof, then they launched Perla Del Mar from their Nicaraguan factory again through the roof. And what happened was the demand was so great, they didn't anticipate that kind of demand, and they didn't have enough cigar tobaccos. They, they bought enough to last for a number of years, thinking that the Perla Del Mar would be would last them, that tobacco inventory would last them, and they had to allocate it because you can't use all of it in one year. They wanted to properly age it. Well, it was in such high demand, it was such a big hit from the time it was launched that within a very soon, short period, not even a year, they were in a backordered situation. So for part of 2015, you couldn't find a Perla Del Mar. Same thing with Brickhouse because the popularity was such so huge. The good news is, they purchased an, an excessive amount of cigar tobaccos for the Brick House and the Perla Del Mar for their Nicaraguan factory. Plenty of wrapper, and that's been sitting and aging now for well over a year and a half. So they are catching up on production. Great cigar, great price. The Perla Del Mar, our January 2016 Officers Club selection. And now I need something to soothe the throat and to accompany this beautiful Perla Del Mar cigar. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Okay, I have a uh, beautiful, nice rocks glass. Actually, this is from the Camacho American Barrel Age set that uh, Dylan Austin, the brand manager for Camacho and now Avo, gave to me. And uh, two beautiful glasses. It's got Camacho American Barrel Aged etched in it. And it's got a little indentation on the very bottom where you can stick your, where the ice cube rests. But they also, in that very cool pack, had a, uh, what they call their giant, I call it a pre-prohibition, not an ice maker, but it is an ice mold. And this is a giant ball. Listen to this thing. This thing's got to be about three inches in diameter. It's going to fit perfectly at the bottom of this glass. And the reason we like a large cube, a pre-prohibition block or a pre-prohibition type of ice ball is because it melts very slowly, not like the smaller type of ice that you see out of an ice machine, which will dilute your libation very quickly. This chills it, but it doesn't dilute it very quickly. So let me pour this in. Listen to this. Let me do that one more time so you get the gravity. This thing must weigh, I'm telling you, this thing must weigh about 7, 8 ounces. Here we go. You can hear that. Beautiful. And now I'm pulling out... A bottle of Eagle Rare Single Barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, aged 10 years. Now, this is distilled at the Buffalo Trace Distillery. This is an absolute beauty. It is rare, as is Eagle Rare, as the name connotes, but definitely one of the most expressive, smooth bourbons that I've ever tasted. The nose is complex, nice aromas of toffee, of orange peel, of honey, a little bit of oak, Let me open that up. Oh, what a wonderful aroma. And I'm going to pour this. Beautiful. Now, I'm going to swirl this around so you can... You can hear that ice ball. Beautiful. This won the 2015 gold medal at the New York World Wine and Spirits Championships. The 2015 gold outstanding medal at the International Wine and Spirits Competition. Very, very nice. I will say cheers. Take a sip. 
Wow, a little butterscotch. Very, very smooth. Nice, dry, lingering finish. Very, very reasonably priced. In the $30, $35 category, nice American uh, whiskey, bourbon. Very, very smooth. Everything coming out of the Buffalo Trace Distillery is exceptional there. Buffalo Trace, certainly their Pappy Van Winkle and Eagle Rare. If you've never had the Eagle Rare, do yourself a favor. Pick up a bottle. Age 10 years. Very, very smooth. Very clean. Goes very nicely with my mild to medium flavored Perla Del Mar. Lieutenants, the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony has now concluded. Hope you are enjoying your cigar and libation wherever you are. When we come back, lieutenants, we will talk about big government, big bureaucrats. Everywhere you look around, we've got the clipboard-toting bureaucrats trying to make our life miserable and difficult. They did it in 2015. They're doing it again in 2016. But as I mentioned, in the State of the Cigar Union, at the top of today's show, my special address to the Alpha Army, we will not surrender. We will fight. We will take the war to them. And believe me, we're going to have many battles and many wars we're going to fight in 2016. I've got a couple we're going to have to fight here in the Cigar State and Sunshine State of Florida and some other parts of the country. They're coming after us, lieutenants. So buckle up. We're going to kick their ass. Cigar Day Annual Super Snacks for the Super Bowl is Saturday, February 6th at noon Eastern. Get ready for the game, the Alpha Male Way, with cigars, libations, and lots of meat. Get all the details at CigarDave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly age for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple capped using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it, I promise you're going to love it. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. 
Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience. Lieutenants, in the year 2015, we saw an unprecedented number of regulations launched from the bureaucrats, from the Obama administration, from the taxocrats. Thousands and thousands and thousands of pages and regulations. We're seeing the FDA trying to come after our cigars. And it just never ends. In fact, uh, there is a, uh, a picture that we will, we will post on the website and we'll post on social media. Congressman Bill Posey, who has been a very strong supporter. He's a Republican uh, congressman from the central Florida area, the Orlando area. He has been extremely, extremely supportive of the cigar industry's efforts to get the FDA off our backs. And he has been a co-sponsor. He was a co-sponsor of the legislation in the House that would have prohibited the FDA from regulating the premium cigar industry. So he is definitely an ally, understands the importance of cigars to the state of Florida, and understands that adults consume and enjoy cigars. Well, in his Washington office, he took a closet. And every time they get a bill, the office, uh, every congressman and senator in the, in the, in the, uh, the public record and the government register Every time a new legislation or new new laws are proposed or regulations, there they get a book. Could be ten pages. It's never it's never ten pages. It's usually fifty, a hundred, two hundred, five hundred. So every time he gets these proposed leg- regulations, he piled it up. He started it just a number of years ago, back in I want to say August uh, two thousand eleven. He did. Oh, I'm just looking at the picture. August two thousand eleven until today. So it's three and a half years. And every time he would get regulations in the Federal Register, he would put the book, he would keep it, and put it in this closet. Well, the closet now is filled with these books. It piles, probably goes six, seven feet high, and it's probably about three, four feet wide. And you'll see in this picture, it is unreal, unbelievable the amount of regulation and proposed regulations and laws and and, and limits and rules that all these bureaucrats in Washington come up with. And I'll tell you something. If Donald Trump is elected president, I hope he takes a red Sharpie and starts going through all the dep- departments and says, the Commerce Department, do we really need it? Nope. Red pen, exit. Do we really need Secret- or the Education Department? Not really. Send everything to the states. X, get rid of it. We could cut our bureaucracy by 80% tomorrow. And none of us would miss a beat. None of us. And my, my belief is that if you propose a new law, then get one off the books. It should be equal. It's kind of like your closet. Every time you buy a new piece of clothing, there's that adage that you should remove one piece. Well, I haven't done it. You probably haven't done it. But every so often, we have to purge. You know, I know I'm going through that right now in my closet. I've got to purge. I'm probably going to be able to purge about 45 50% of that closet easily. So we should do the same with laws in the states, with local laws, and with federal laws. Because there's no way with that amount of regulation, anybody knows what's legal and what is illegal. Well, George Will had a, and I'm not a big George Will fan. I used to be. But George Will has become very sanctimonious, very highbrow. He's definitely part of the Republican establishment. Wears his cute little bow tie. Little highbrowed. And, and, and uh, you know, he, he definitely does not uh, favor Trump. He's an establishment guy. Can't believe Trump's going to win, but Trump will win. His debate performance this week, as far as I'm concerned, he has improved dramatically from his first debate. He's going to be our next president, thankfully. 
And I'm, I'm going to vote and do everything I can to elect him because he will cut through the bull. But George Will did have a very good column uh, the end of the year on December 30th that uh, is syndicated throughout papers across the country. And the headline says, thanks, big government, for a ludicrous 2015. And let me share this with you. And it'll, it'll reveal just how ridiculous and ludicrous these laws are and, and some of what the enemies of freedom and the enemies of pleasure have been doing over the last year. A nine-year-old Florida fourth grader was threatened with sexual harassment charges if he continued to write love notes telling the apple of his eye that her eyes sparkle like diamonds. A Texas nine-year-old was suspended for saying his magic ring could make people disappear. A young girl was sent home with a censorious note from her school because her Wonder Woman lunchbox violated the school ban on depictions of violent characters. An Oregon 8th grader whose brother served in Iraq was suspended for wearing a T-shirt that depicted an empty pair of boots representing soldiers killed in action. The school said the shirt was not appropriate. A Tennessee boy was threatened with suspension from elementary school because he came to school with a military-style haircut like that of his stepbrother, a soldier. A government arbitrator prevented the firing of a New Jersey elementary school teacher who was late to school 111 times in two years. A suburban Washington high school promoted self-esteem by naming 117 valedictorians out of a class of 457. Two Edna, Minnesota elementary schools hired recess consultants to minimize conflict amongst children saying, hey, you're out rather than nice try. The principal of a San Francisco middle school withheld the results of student elections that did not produce properly diverse results. When some deep thinkers in academia decided that yoga, like ethnic food, constitutes cultural appropriation, a clear thinker wondered whether offended cultures would send back our polio vaccines. The American Council of Trustees and Alumni reported that 48 of the top 52 liberal arts colleges and universities do not require English majors to take a Shakespeare course. This list of 2015 ludicrousness could be lengthened indefinitely, but enough already. The common thread is the collapse of judgment in and the infantilization of society by government. Happier New Year. And that was George Will entitled, Thanks, Big Government, for a Ludicrous 2015. And he is 100% correct. I mean, we, we saw in, in, in the, I think it was down in South Florida, Orlando, four elderly Jewish women were playing canasta, and they were playing it for a couple of bucks, three bucks, five bucks, whatever. In the state of Florida, they have what they call the penny-ante poker regulations. I think the pot can't be more than five bucks or a dollar, whatever it is. But somebody snitched, Sienta, who probably was not part of the group, and called police. And instead of police saying, ma'am, uh, you're talking about four senior citizen women playing for $10, $20. We have far more important matters to attend to, like violent crime. No. Instead, what did they do? They showed up with the police and wrote a report, conducted an investigation until finally... They were laughed out of town. The police said, okay, this is ridiculous. We, th- this has no, there's no reason for us to be involved. 
because they were exposed by the media and laughed out of town. Enough of the regulations. As Americans and as alpha males, we can make our own decisions. We're extremely smart. We don't need government bureaucrats, dumbass government bureaucrats, telling us what to do. Lieutenants, hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show is around the corner. We'll tell you about Alabama winning the national championship. How did they celebrate? How do you think? With cigars, we'll tell you as we continue front and center with alpha male pleasure maneuvers around the corner. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. America's Alpha Male in Chief, front and center from Command Center Alpha, where I am thoroughly enjoying my Perla Del Mar Porto, my Eagle Rare 10-year-old Kentucky bourbon. Take another sip here. Mmm. Wow, that is like honey. That is just absolutely delicious. My feet are propped up. I'm very comfortable in my cushy leather embroidered chair that has the five gold stars representing the general symbol. And, lieutenants, this hour we will be talking Alabama winning the national championship, how they celebrated, some new cigars, a little change in a very well-known brand, a popular-selling brand. And we'll also be joined at the bottom of the hour by our digital answer man as we talk the Consumer Electronics Show 2016. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show, lieutenants. And if those uh, those of you that enjoy football, let's face it, all of us that are alpha males, we definitely enjoy football. And in a way, it's kind of sad. Although I will say the national championship game this year was outstanding. Well done by both teams. But Nick Saban, you got to hand it to him. Not much on the personality, but an outstanding coach. And his coaches, his players, certainly prepared. And I'll tell you, if I'm the special teams coach for Clemson, I'd start looking for new employment because I would say that the Clemson coaching staff and Debo Sweeney, or Sweeney, whatever, however you pronounce it, got just a tad bit spanked and schooled by Nick Saban. But I will tell you that uh, it was a great chance. By the way, I forgot to, because we had the first hour, we had the State of the Alpha Male Union. Let me extend to you my long-ass greetings and salutations. Of course, a snappy salute. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure here as we commence 2016. So Alabama wins the national championship. And how do the players celebrate in the locker room after they win the big prize? With celebratory cigars of course. Now, cigars for the University of Alabama celebrating victory is not a new phenomenon. 
The third week of October, the third Saturday in October, there's the big rivalry matchup between Alabama and Tennessee. And the historic rivalry carries with it a longstanding tradition of celebrating a victory. Whether Alabama beats Tennessee or Tennessee beats Alabama, they celebrate through a ritual of having cigars. Well, how did Alabama celebrate after winning the national championship? In the same way, in the locker room afterwards, there was some great video that was posted by Fox Sports analyst Stuart Mendel. And by the way, he is the brother, I think he's the brother or cousin of of, uh, our guest who's all Dutch Mandel from Auto Week, who actually will be joining us next week as we get ready to talk about the big Detroit Auto Show in our diversion segments for next week. So he posted from his Twitter account uh, some great uh, photos and video inside the Alabama locker room showing players celebrating with cigars in hand. And there was a great uh, video showing the Crimson Tide football players with one of the players mock interviewing their teammates with, a, I think, a water bottle. Uh, they were intervi- uh, interviewing uh, quarterback Jake Coker, who, by the way, sounds dead nuts like the illimit- Ill- illegitimate ch- – I sound like Tom Broca now. Ill- 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 illegitimate child of Tom Broca. No, illegitimate child of Elvis Presley. When you hear Jake Coker talk, he's like, thank you very much. We had a great game. Thank you. Thank you very much. He sounds exactly like he could be the illegitimate child of Elvis Presley. Uncanny. It's unbelievable. The, res- the, the sound resemblance. That's the first thing that I heard. As soon as I heard him talk, I said, geez, he's got to be Elvis Presley's kid. So a little bit of light humor there, but they were interviewing their quarterback, Jake Coker. And Coker has a cigar in his hand with the other teammates having cigars. I got a kick out of it. There were two players that were taking each cigar. Each one had the cigar in their mouth, and they were joining the foot of each cigar to try to light it. Uh, Guys, this is not uh, something else that you may smoke and partake in where you light it that way. With cigars, you need a proper litation device. But nonetheless, they did get it lit, and they came with cigars, and they had a, a great time. Now, the NCAA strictly prohibits use of tobacco for coaches and players. However, coaches and players occasionally celebrate on-field victories with cigars and taking any fines that may be handed down as a badge of honor. And I have to believe that in this case, the NCAA is not going to do anything. These are adults. These are adults. They're all over the 18. However, in a lot of states now, they're coming after in Hawaii, and I'll get to that uh, if I have time next segment, if not next week. They're coming after your cigars. If you are 18, 19, or 20, in the state of Hawaii, it is now not only illegal to purchase cigars or tobacco products, it's illegal for you to consume a cigar. And they've got fines that I think $10, $30. Do you think the police in Hawaii... Hawaii 5.0 really wants to go out and make uh, arrests or, or, or write tickets to people smoking a cigar? I don't think so. But this is how absurd it is. You're old enough to die for your country. You're old enough to give your life and limb for your country. You are old enough and wise enough and smart enough to vote, but you're not smart enough to smoke a cigar and purchase a cigar? There's something extremely hypocritical about that. We're going to delve into that into the upcoming week. So congratulations to the Alabama Crimson Tide. And as I said on Twitter afterwards, all in jest, of course, that there was going to be a ton of celebratory inbreeding in the state of Alabama after the national championship game. And, of course, all in jest. And, and I got a couple of comments from people who knew I was kidding 
alpha males have no problem with kidding around. Of course, it's the wussified betas that I probably microaggressed against, and they're all bent out of shape. But who really cares? Who the hell cares? All right, lieutenants, uh, when we come back, I'll tell you about the Macanudo logo, the iconic Macanudo logo, and the brand getting a revamp, getting a facelift, if you will, a new Henry Clay cigar, a new stock cut coming out, and a young lad who supposedly, well, not supposedly, was banging a very hot teacher, now has an issue. And all I can say is if I had hot teachers like this hot teacher that I'm looking at, I'd be going to town on her every single day and night and not saying a word. We will continue, lieutenants, right around the corner. Not sure what libation to pair with your cigar? Now at CigarDave.com, you can see what your five-star general pairs together each week for the show. The story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. 80 years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, that legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pelotico Tobacco. Grown from seeds hand-carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other, rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar features a rich, fuller-bodied, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. 
Cigarettes.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Cigar Dave's annual Super Snacks for the Super Bowl is Saturday, February 6th at noon Eastern. Get ready for the game, the Alpha Male Way, with cigars, libations, and lots of meat. Get all the details at CigarDave.com. I should say lots of tail as well. Got to have tail, got to have meat. All right, lieutenants, uh, bottom of the hour, we'll be joined by the digital answer man, Jim Barry, as we talk some great consumer uh, goods, electronics, and gadgets, uh, virtual reality, televisions, ultra-high-definition, 4K, Internet of Things. Jim Barry, digital answer man, who just got back from Las Vegas, the big consumer electronics show. Some very cool stuff uh, coming your way. And let's face it, as alpha males, we love our gadgets. We love our electronics. All right, in the world of cigars, lieutenants, the... Iconic Macanudo brand, brand that's been around since 1968. A classic brand initially made down in Jamaica, now made in República Dominicana, down in Santiago, República Dominicana. A nice, mild-flavored cigar. Certainly at one time was the number one selling brand in the United States. Uh, certainly it was when the Cullmans owned and, and operated General Cigar. It's since certainly fallen off, and the brand really became has become stale. It just doesn't have the same cachet. So General Cigar has decided that they are they needed to refresh Macanudo, and that's exactly what they have done. And I'm looking at the brand-new Macanudo logo. The word Macanudo is far larger than it was. The old logo, the Macanudo was in gold, and then you had what looked to be like an M, but it was like drapes, and there was a little crown and some coins around the side. And it said uh, Macanudo, and then underneath uh, it had PP and the, the, the year 1888. It was a stale logo. It needed to be freshened up. It hadn't changed since 1968. Well, it's now been freshened up. The changes, I think, are not so subtle, but I think they're a marked improvement. The M in uh, Macanudo, the big logo in the middle, has certainly changed. It's more contemporary. The green and gold is certainly bolder, so is the red. The crown is a little bit more contemporary. The general motif and color scheme are the same. Just, again, some detail has been simplified. The regal drapery around the crest is now a little bit more 21st century. Very, very nice. Sleeker lines, nice positioning, nice placement. And the design was initially previewed last summer at the Cigar Retailers Convention in New Orleans. And now it is official. You'll start to see Macanudo packaging with the new look. So we will post a, uh, a picture of that at CigarDave.com as well as social media. And be on the lookout for that. Now, Henry Clay, a brand that has been synonymous for many years, just a great brand from Altadas. And, in fact, probably about 15 years ago, they came out with a Henry Clay that was uh, just a great cigar, square-pressed, Really nice adaptation. And Henry Clay kind of fell by the wayside with so many great brands that Altatus has in their stable of, of uh, portfolio brands. And about a year ago, Altatus teamed up with Pete Johnson of Tatuaje Cigar to create the Henry Clay Tattoo, a very limited edition 
cigar that sold out very quickly. Very nice cigar. Well, now Henry Clay has come out with a new brand or a new line extension called Henry Clay Stock Cut, and you will start seeing them in your cigar retailers this week. It is a Connecticut broadleaf-wrapped line of cigars. It's a new modern expression of Henry Clay, and it's named after the stock-cutting method used for harvesting uh, harvesting broadleaf tobaccos. It's a dark Connecticut broadleaf from the 2012 harvest. It's a very special vintage for this Henry Clay stock cut. And again, the way that they stock cut the plant, they chop it at the base, they they, they hang the, the tobacco plant by the stalk to cure in a barn. And most tobacco is removed from the stalk one leaf at a time. But instead, with the stock cut, they chop the entire plant. They hang it in the, in the uh, aging barn, in the curing barn. And so the entire plant is, uh, is aged and is fermented at the same time. Very unique, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. I did have a sample a number of months back. It was very good, but they were still making some changes. The blend had to be aged just a little bit further. But a very, very nice cigar. Uses a Dominican Piloto binder. That comes from the 2010 harvest, Dominican Olor and Piloto fillers from the 2012 harvest, and they also use some Nicaraguan Criollo tobaccos in the filler harvested in 2013. Slate gray boxes, very nice looking box, and uh, it's got a uh, nice Henry Clay logo upon it. 20 cigars per box, each with uncut feet. So there is there is no cutting of the cigar at the foot. It is a natural type of uh, foot, and the Henry Clay stock cut will come in three sizes, a pigtailed Grand Corona, six inches in length with a 46 ring gauge, which is 46.56 of an inch, which is 46.56 of an inch. So that uh, expressed in diameter, basically a 46 ring gauge. Then they have a Robusto, which is 5 by 50. Again, the foot is 50.64 of an inch. That's a 50 ring gauge. And the Toro, my favorite size, 6 by 54 suggested retail between 8 and $8.50. The stock cut developed by the Altadas team of blenders and cigar masters known as Grupo de Maestros, a collaborative effort of about uh, six, eight people between the uh, factory and between other people at Altadas. It's produced at Tabacalera de Garcia, the world's largest premium hand-rolled cigar factory in La Romana, Dominican Republic. Cannot wait to get my hands on the Henry Clay stock cut, and I will smoke that on an upcoming show in the litation ceremony very soon. All right, this is a classic. We've heard these stories before. Hot teacher screws and bangs young pupil. Now, I will tell you, if I ever had hot teachers, well, we had one, actually. We had a French teacher that was actually was not bad. It was pretty, pretty, uh, she was definitely on the hotness scale. But every other teacher I had, no chance. But I am looking at the picture of Brianne Altice from Davis High School in Kaysville, Utah. She is a looker. Blonde, long hair, looks like a nice rack, nice figure, very nice rackage and stackage. Certainly, she would be eligible for entrance into the harem. Ms. Kate, take a look at this picture, and I think you will. Con- she's nodding in agreement. She will definitely concur. I'm showing her the picture. Well, Brianne, or Brienne is now behind bars, and it is a sad tale because a male teenager who she was having sexual liaisons with, 
who was 17 when he had sex with Altice in 2013. She was 33. He was 17. He now is exposed is experiencing mental anguish and pain and suffering. And so he has filed a federal lawsuit over the trauma he experienced by banging his gorgeous high school English teacher. What is wrong with these wussified betas? In our day, lieutenants, as alphas with raging testosterone, as 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 teenagers, as as uh, as teenagers going into adulthood, if we had a hot teacher, we would have been tapping that like uh, like on a regular basis, not like on a re- like, as on a regular basis. We would be tapping that till the cows came home. And we would keep our mouths shut, just walking into our homes with a big-ass smile across our face. And if my mother would have said, did you have a good day in school? I would have said, oh, you have no idea what I learned today, mother. What a fabulous day today. Today I learned about the missionaries. And I learned about Piledriver. And I learned about Doggy Style. And I learned about so many other very important positions that one needs to know if you are going to have a harem and properly satisfy and service your harem. So as I look at this, I'm thinking, how on earth can this lad feel such emotional trauma? Now, she is sent- She was sentenced to 30 years in prison for her tryst with not one, but she had three different teenagers. So look, she had an active libido. No problem at all. No problem. But it's a problem for these wussified betas. Oh, we need to file a lawsuit. Oh, I was I was molested. You won't believe what she did. She performed fellatio maneuvers. You should see what she did with the missionary position. Oh, boo-hoo. This is the kind of wussified betas we're producing. Boys that instead of looking, high-fiving their, their friends and saying, Oh, yeah, baby, I went to Pound Town with Miss Altice. Instead, now they're filing lawsuits. I can tell you that if I had teachers that looked like Brian Altice, I would be going to Pound Town every single day. Lieutenants, what are you going to do with these wussified betas? That's why, as America's alpha male in chief, I will take our nation's youth, and I promise you I will lead them down the path of alpha malehood so if they do start banging one of their teachers they'll be happy about it we'll be joined around the corner by jim barry the digital answer man as we talk consumer electronics show 2016 right around the corner this teacher is a hottie Woo! show wing the january selection for the cigar dave officers club is perla del mar by jc newman it's a smooth silky smoke with caramel and woody notes ever present perla del mar has an ecuadorian connecticut wrapper and nicaraguan filler and binder giving it a depth of flavor you'll enjoy in nicaraguan tobacco discover life's treasures discover perla del mar it's easy to join the officers club to have these cigars shipped directly to you just log on to CigarDave.com If you're like millions of cigar buffs, you've enjoyed a love affair with Romeo y Julieta. Your passion has made it the world's best-known brand. 
trusted to deliver an excellent mild smoke. But now you're ready for something new and avant-garde, something bolder with more panache. Now there's Romeo by Romeo y Julieta, a modern, fuller-bodied smoke created to lead an exciting new trend in luxury cigars. Romeo is our finest Romeo y Julieta, an awesome manly smoke, robust and rich in complex flavor sensations. Each leaf is carefully selected, delicately aged, and meticulously crafted by expert hands full of wisdom and tenderness. Hands with decades of experience, culminating in an unforgettable smoke. Your first Romeo will blow you away. The passion you've always felt will soar to new heights. You'll discover the passion that burns within. Visit The Cigar Life on Facebook and Twitter. Surgeon General warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Welcome to The Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. to listen to all the betas at work. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app and listen to the Alpha Male Good Life 24-7 anywhere you go. Well, part of being an alpha male is enjoying gadgets, electronics, televisions, stereos, you name it. In the world of electronics and the man with all the answers is Jim Barry, the digital answer man. And Jim joins us today from... Digital Answer Man World Headquarters, just outside of Boston, Massachusetts, returned from the CES Consumer Electronics Show last week in Vegas. Jim, great to have you with us once again. Always great to be with you, Dave. How are you today? Fantastic. Jim, the beginning of the year always starts off with the CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. It is the largest convention, I believe, not only in the country, but I believe in the world. I know it takes up not only the entire Las Vegas Convention Center, but now the Sands Expo Center as well. Well, you're absolutely right. And this year, the CES is the largest trade show in North America. It's the largest annual technology event in the world. Uh, there were over 40 football fields. That's two and a half million net square feet of exhibit space. Uh, thir- over 3,500 exhibitors at this year's show. And again, something like 170,000 people from all over the world, uh, more than 50,000 people from other countries. So this truly is an international show um, with people from all over the world coming to see not only the stuff that's going to be on the store shelves later this year, which is where it started as uh, almost 50 years ago, uh, but also to get a look at things down the line a little bit. So it's one of the great places to see things like in the early 70s, the first VCR was shown and shown up uh, in the late 70s in the stores. In the mid-90s, uh, high-definition TV was first shown at CES in the mid-90s and showed up in stores in 99. So this is the kind of place where everybody in the industry, and now that the technology is in just about every part of our lives, there are people there, business people, 
from all over the world in other businesses, aside from what you would think as, oh, they make uh, phones or TVs or something like that. So, and remember, this is a trade show, so it is not open to the public. So when you get 170,000 people in a trade show from all over the world, it's really saying something. No question about it. And I've been following your tweets when you were at uh, the CES, and your your Twitter handle is at CTA Answerman at CTA Answerman for Jim Barry. And uh, Jim, I've been I followed your tweets. I, I followed along a number of the different websites. They had they had different uh, video casts going on. Oh yeah, uh, and followed everything. And I think there were uh, probably about four or five big stories that I want to get to in just a moment. But before I do, you mentioned VCRs. In the 70s, they were demonstrated. I just mm-hmm. bought a – I had a 12-year-old high-definition uh, television. At the yeah. time when I bought it, uh, probably 12 years ago, it was a Sony. I think it was like 55, 60-inch, state-of-the-art, 720p. And I'm mm-hmm. watching the Buffalo Bills uh, game probably about uh, six weeks ago. And after the Bills scored a touchdown, all of a sudden I hear this boom, and the entire screen went black. That was the end of that. But I got 12 years out of it, so I ended up uh, shopping around, and I put a new uh, 4K ultra high-definition TV in there. And one of the cool features on these smart TVs is that there's all these different apps, including YouTube. So I was Mm -hmm. uh, uh, perusing YouTube, and I come across an old Tonight Show that I started watching, and one of the commercials was for the Sony Betamax. And it was like revolutionary. Record one show, watch another, and it had the old uh, manual tuner on the front. That's how you tune it, and all these people walking around. And I had to laugh because I remember when the first one came out, and I walked into the store, and at the time it was like, $1,500. That was huge back in the 70s, early 80s. I said to the sales guy, I said, you think the price will ever come down? And he looked and said, no way. This is the lowest it's ever going to come down. You better buy one now or you're going to be out of luck. Well, I never bought one because I didn't have the money back then. But it's amazing the technology, how it's changed. It it really is. And that's back when I got into this business, actually. And the the, uh, shortly after, about 18 months after the Betamax was in the stores, the first VHS came in the stores, and their big ads, in 1977 this was, uh, their big ads were that uh, this was um, uh, four hours of recording time, which doubled what Betamax could do, and only $1,000, because it was less than the uh, Betamax. So right. When you think about what you can do today, when you could record two hours then, and now you can record as long as you want. You can have all the podcasts of the Cigar Dave show if you want. You can have them on your computer, on a little thumb drive, on your phone, and listen to them anytime you want. So the, the memory, uh, in first on tape, but then on all these hard drives, and now in, uh, uh, in the cloud, storage in the cloud, you can do just about anything. And that's just in a matter of, you know, in 30 or 40 years. It's absolutely remarkable. I assure you, Jim, when I started the show 20 years ago, just over 20 years ago, I never thought that you'd be able to get my show on what was soon to be known as a smartphone. You could listen yeah. on demand. Uh, you know, it, it's it's amazing how the technology has rapidly changed. And at CES 2016, Jim, there are really four areas that I saw that are big, and, and maybe you can chime in with some others. But sure. first, virtual reality. Yeah. Second is ultra-high-definition 4K TV. Yeah. The third is the Internet of Things, everything yeah. connected. And the fourth is automobiles this year. Ford was uh, was on display, a number of car manufacturers, oh, which yeah. I thought was very, very interesting for a consumer electronics show. 
Yeah, well, let's start with the cars, if you will, sure. because a couple of years ago, a couple of my old buddies and I at the show said we came to CES and an auto show broke out, which we really, these are real automobile show kind of exhibits, big exhibits with beautiful cars and models and so forth. And the thing about that, um, uh, we had nine of the top automakers at this year's CES. So that's a big statement, especially when you consider that uh, the uh, auto show in Detroit, the big annual auto show in Detroit was just the week after. Uh, so that's really remarkable when you think about them coming there. But the shows, the cars at this year's show were connected, they were electric, and they were autonomous. And autonomous is the fancy way of saying that these are the vehicles that drive themselves. And there's more and more of those uh, at this year's show. So uh, I think that's something that's coming faster than we think. There's some on the roads already. Uh, there's some interesting deals. General Motors made a deal, announced a, a deal with Lyft. They're buying into Lyft, which is the one of the ride-sharing companies like Uber. Uh, when you think about that, think about... You know, you're relaxing and you've had a couple of cocktails and you want to get from one place to the other. You can call a car uh, that won't have a driver, but it'll get you where you want to go. So that's, uh, you know, a peek at the future that I think is coming much more quickly than we think. Yeah, I think there's it's still the technology kind of baffles me, you know, how it's going to take us from point A to point B. How does it know certain roads? Because much of that function revolves around. Uh, GPS and mapping all yeah. these roads. And let's face it, it's that's a difficult task. There are really hundreds of thousands of miles of road in this country that aren't necessarily, uh, you know, super highway or, exactly. or, uh, or, or heavily traveled. A lot of dirt roads. So that remains to be seen. But there's no question that it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Yep. Yep. So so that was one of the big deals at the show. Uh, again, they, actually, the exhibit space for automotive uh, folks this year was up 25% from last year. So so that continues to grow. Our uh, guest is Jim Barry, the digital answer man for the Consumer Technology Association. We're talking CES 2016, the big consumer electronics show that took place last week in Las Vegas. Jim, VR, virtual reality. Virtual reality. I kept yeah. seeing all these articles about it. What is it? Well, it's actually, it takes you from one place to another and actually puts you in another environment. And you use a headset. A couple of years ago, about two years ago at uh, CES, uh, there was a little company, a couple of guys, small company from Northern California called Oculus had a little headset called the Rift. And then they got noticed big time. People said, hey, this technology is really something. Um, and they got noticed by Netflix, uh, which bought them, uh, excuse me, they got noti noticed by Facebook, which bought them for $2 billion. They had a huge booth at this year's show. So when you think about taking a headset and sliding your smartphone into it, and then that you put this on your head, put the earpieces in, and it really transforms you to another place. Or you can do it on a desktop with either a console, a video game console, or a PC, a gaming PC. And again, put on the headset, put on the earphones, and you can really uh, transport yourself under the sea skiing down a mountain, on a roller coaster, in another environment, or really where I think it's going to get its first real uh, purchase is in video games. Puts you right in the game, all around you, 360, uh, into the action. Did you experience virtual oh, I've reality? Experienced an, I've experienced a number of these virtual reality headsets, and they really are absolutely remarkable. It really does take you to another place. 
And, you know, they're not that expensive. Samsung has them. HTC has one called the Vive. A couple of hundred dollars for one of these headsets. And as a matter of fact, Google has one that is um, uh, cardboard. Uh, so, I mean, that's very, very inexpensive. And the real enabler of these then is that you slide your smartphone, just about any smartphone, into one of these. And, uh, and it transforms you someplace else. Well, I could probably do that now. I've got my earbuds in, and I could probably take my cell phone and tape it to the side of my head. Would that have the same effect? Well, it wouldn't be quite the same effect. When you slide it into one of these specially made headsets, it really gives you that complete um, surround, complete surround sound and video experience. So virtual reality is another thing that I think it's gotten a lot, a lot of play. And it's coming, it's nothing that's coming faster, but I think the first real big use of it will be in these video game consoles as well as in PCs for doing, uh, you know, serious video gaming where it puts you right in the action. Well, I'm a pilot. I'm a, uh, I'm an aviator, so I could see something uh-huh. in training where you put that on. You've got the oh, joystick yeah. where you're flying the airplane, and you get the real sensation, like almost 360, around you with one of those type of, uh, I think it's like a goggle and the headset. That could be pretty interesting. Yeah, well, you know, Virtual reality has been around, as you know, especially as a pilot for a long time, especially in, in arcade kind of games, but also in flight simulators right. and that type of stuff. So when you think about how real those things are, think about getting yourself in one of these uh, video games or think about taking you know, a, trip, uh, a ski trip to the Alps and that kind of stuff. You can do all of that kind of stuff. Jim Barry, the digital answer man for the Consumer Technology Associate. Association, our guest on our diversion segments here today on the Cigar Dave Show. When we come back, we'll talk about the Internet of Things and the latest and greatest in TVs, Ultra HD 4K. And there's a new designation going on many of these TVs. So everything you need to know about televisions, the Internet, the Internet of Things, as we continue front and center with Jim Barry, the Digital Answer Man. Check out the all-new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the general enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the pooch pit and drink cocktails, too. You can listen to the show on our 24-7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all at CigarDave.com. Now, a conversation with Rocky Patel about the vintages. The vintages. I sought out to find some of the oldest, rarest wrappers in the world. The 1990, 92, and 99 vintages are very special. You got three different wrappers on three great cigars. The 90 is a 12-year-old broadleaf wrapper. The 92 is a 10-year-old Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. And the 1999 is a gorgeous, golden, 7-year-old Connecticut wrapper. Three beautiful, mild to medium-bodied cigars. Tons of flavor, yet elegant and well-balanced. Great fermentation on tobacco. You're going to love it. The beauty about the vintages is that they draw great, they burn perfectly, and you can smoke them down to the last inch. You can't go wrong with any vintage. Every cigar, for the beginner to the aficionado, great masterpieces for your humidor. I hope you love it. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you nobody works harder to make a better cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. 
At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Comfort and convenience. The general has turned on the no pleasure police sign. You may now feel free to enjoy the good life. But the enjoy high technology sign is always lit here at Command Center Alpha in Humidor 1A. And we are rejoined by our guest, Jim Barry, the digital answer man for the Consumer Technology Association, as we talk the Consumer Electronics Show in our diversion segments today here on the Cigar Dave Show. And Jim, Two items that I want to get to, two big items, the Internet of Things and TVs. Let's start off with TVs. And from a personal perspective, I had to buy a new television, and I had seen a demonstration of 4K ultra-high def at the National Association of Broadcasters Convention two years ago, and it blew me away. Absolutely incredible. And so when I decided that I was going to, uh, I needed to buy a new television, I went for the 4K UHD model, and it the the video, when you watch Netflix or any shows that, that are taped in or recorded in, in 4K, off the charts. The resolution makes HD look like standard definition did 10 years ago. The Consumer Electronics Show has been about TVs since the very beginning when, when the new technology was color TV back in the 1960s. When you think about this show, I mean, there were TVs everywhere. Some of the big booths from companies like LG and Samsung and Sony and Hisense and uh, Huawei, they had uh, you know, hundreds of TVs in the booth, some cases 100-inch TVs. Uh, and 4K ultra-high definition is the latest, and you're absolutely right. But 4K UHD really talks about the number of pixels. It's more pixels. But that now what they're working on is using this digital technology to get even better pixels. So you want more of them, but you want the, the pixels to be good enough to give you the kind of contrast ratios, color saturation, all the different things that go, the engineers will talk about, go into a terrific uh, television picture. It's called HDR. You'll see ads for TVs that are 4K UHD with HDR, which means high dynamic range. Dynamic range we usually talk about in uh, stereo, but in video as well, the differences, the contrast, all of that. When you see one of these HDR sets, you're going to see some spectacular 
uh, 4K UHD and high dynamic range. So look for those if you're out looking for a new television set. And my, my understanding is HDR, the blacks are blacker, the whites are whiter. So you really get yep. that incredible color contrast. And, you know, when you look at the 4K UHD, you know, you think of the big three. There's really Samsung, Sony, and LG. And everybody's technology is slightly different, but LG has made a huge commitment, a multi-billion dollar commitment to a technology for their TVs called OLED. What is that? OLED is organic light-emitting diode. So, again, this is we've used LEDs in most TVs that we buy now, and it's thinner and it's lighter and it's uh, uh, even a 50-inch big screen, you know, a couple of credit cards thick. OLED is even thinner, <clears throat> even thinner and it has the capability of being flexible. So they at the show, LG showed a an 18-inch flexible OLED screen. So think about this. You're reading your newspaper or a website or looking at the uh, Cigar Dave site and you, you are uh, on the bus and uh, you want to uh, get off the bus. You roll it up, put it in your backpack, take it to wherever you're going, then unroll it to read it. So a flexible OLED screen. Now, this was an 18-inch. It was smaller than uh, uh, than you'd want for a big screen TV, of course, and it didn't have a price on it. But what they were talking about is perhaps in the future, for design purposes, maybe your spouse doesn't like that big screen taking up that whole wall. You could roll that baby up, put it in the closet. When you want to watch the games and stuff, put it back up. So that's a real peek at the future with a technology that's here now but has capabilities that they were just uh, dipping their toe into at this year's CES. Flexible OLED. And the LG OLED TVs, the price is significantly more than, than say, the Samsungs or the Sonys that use, I think, a uh, what is it, like an LED? LED, yeah. yeah. So, again, it's different, and it, it, there's very technical distinctions between these. But the thing about TVs, there's never been a better time to buy a television. You were talking about buying a TV a new one recently and uh, maybe buying one a dozen years ago. I mean, the technology is so much better. And you look at what you bought uh, 10 years ago and you and the, think of the price you spent, you can get so much more for less than half the price today. No question. And the picture is just far better. And of course, you've got oh, all yeah. the, what I love are the built-in apps. I, I've always had a Roku and an Apple TV, but I love the fact that everything's built in. YouTube and Amazon and Netflix right. and all these uh, other different apps that are all built into the TV, so it really makes it very easy to watch. The color's fantastic. And it's interesting because when I looked, I saw a lot of these curve sets, the Samsung and LG Curve. Yeah. And to me, it's more of a gimmick because they say, well, it's like being in a movie theater. Well, in a movie theater, you're talking about a you know, a 75-foot-wide screen, right. which is certainly different than a, it being in your living room. So I thought a lot of that, I didn't see any big difference, and I thought it would just look worse hanging on, on the wall. So I decided to go with a good old standard uh, non-curved uh, flat model, if you will. Well, you're not alone there. There's some people who like those curved sets. Other folks uh, feel the same way that it really doesn't do much for it. So it, it's really a personal choice on that. TVs were a big uh, holiday gift again this year at the top of the list, which, uh, again, again, I think is a reflection of the fact that a lot of people bought a TV five or ten years ago in this transition to digital high-definition flat-panel TVs, 
and are about ready to buy a new one. So if you're looking for a new one, you've got some terrific choices out there in uh, 4K ultra high definition sets. Yeah, and now a lot of, I think DirecTV, a lot of the cable companies are going to start uh, changing their set-top boxes so you'll be able to receive programming in 4K with Netflix. I'll tell you, the, the streaming with Netflix and Amazon in 4K, I've got a right. 25 uh, megabit per second pipe in, and it is just fantastic. So you'll see more and more programming available. Now let's talk about the Internet of Things the Internet of Things, what is that? Everything that is connected, refrigerators, washer, dryers, TVs, everything, you name that it. kind of thing connected? Exactly. Internet of Things. Here's what's really happening. Sensors have gotten so much better and so much smaller that you can put them on to virtually any item that you want. Uh, wireless technology has gotten better so that you can take the information that sensor is gathering and send it either to another device, you can send it to a smartphone, or you can send it to the cloud, to the internet, and then connect it with something else. So you mentioned a number of household items. The smart home was another big trend at this year's CES, and lots of these items now getting connected. Uh, again, and being the, one of the big enablers here is the smartphone. Smartphones eight years old, uh, nine years old later this year. The introduction of the uh, iPhone really brought in the world of apps, and now the smartphone is uh, used as a controller for a lot of the uh, devices in your house, whether you're home or away, you want to control the temperature, you want to lock or unlock the doors, you want to turn on or off the lights, all of these different things you can control uh, as part of this Internet of Things. Or Jim, Internet Jim, we got to run. we got to leave it at that. But Jim Barry, the digital answer man, at CTA Answer Man is his Twitter handle. Jim, we appreciate you joining us talking CES 2016. Lieutenant Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Long live the alpha male. <laughs> 